You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Happy Friday. I got to work on my voice a bit here. It's the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell and David Warren. And uh, we meet... We meet every week. We meet every week and we, we talk about real estate and we do the damn thing. So we, uh, my name is Paul <laughs> Stevenson. I'm one of the, uh, the owners of referral mortgages here in Ottawa. We are a full service mortgage brokerage. We handle residential, commercial, construction, financing, any type of financing you need for real estate. I'm here with Greg Campbell. Greg Campbell is a partner at Blue Panda here in Ottawa. Hello. He's a real estate yes. agent. And uh, my esteemed colleague, David Warren, who is also an owner of referral mortgages. And an expert mortgage agent, gentlemen. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Paul, for um, happy to be here. Always. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in my. I'm in my basement today. Blurred out. There's a little bit of light behind me there. That's in very basement. interesting. Yeah, I'll be back in office in the pro pro setup next week. And, uh, oh, that's so. excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. It is mid-April. How's it? It is mid-April. <laughs> the market is shifting. We have a landslide coming our way. Gregory, what are you seeing? Out there? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot and I'm happy to talk about it because it's pretty wild. So, um, you know how we were wondering, you know, every week we're wondering what's next, what's going to happen. And we have mm-hmm. our, some our somewhat of uh, predictions, I guess. Well, right now I, uh, I would actually, especially within the next couple of weeks, I would love to be a buyer because there are listings coming out like crazy prices are stabilizing. And in certain areas, I'm actually seeing them, um, like they're just not as extreme as they were. So Mm -hmm. a listing, for example, that was five fifty. Uh, three weeks ago that sold for 600, let's say, is now going to be listing at 500 and maybe getting 575, 550. Mm. So that's that's more extreme than what I thought was going to happen. Of course, there's always, uh, you know, there's always homes that are spectacular that'll still command top dollar. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a couple of sales yesterday, actually, that, uh, you know, were listed at 575 and they hit the 660s, uh, 670s. Um, in terms of row homes, but uh, we're seeing a lot come out. There has been, there was 27 new row homes come to market in Orleans in the last three days, 27. And, and let me uh, also say that's wrong. There was actually 31 and five of them sold in the first three days. So now there's 26 left. Mm. And most of them are open to preemptive offers. Almost I, all of them. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's to a hear. big shift. Yeah. That's good to hear. And I, and I want to also, you know, with, with you mentioning that and, and us using that, you know, landslide at the opener there, uh, I, w- I don't want, you know, people shouldn't take it away that the market is falling or that mm-hmm. it's, it's more so yeah. that there's just <laughs> yeah. that the, that plates, the properties are being priced will be start. You'll start seeing them priced at their proper price point, And they just aren't going to be going for a hundred, 150, 200,000 over asking where it's right. throwing a dart at a wall. It's, you know, um, which I think is a great thing. I think it's good seeing more product come on the market. We've talked about it being very frustrating for buyers. 
Um, you know, you don't know what things are going to go for. It's difficult for appraisers, difficult for realtors, difficult for mortgage brokers. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone in everyone in the whole landscape. And so I think it's it's a positive thing when you see more product. I'm interested to know of those sellers, how many what like what what those sellers are actually expecting to get for their homes. Like uh I wonder what so, the discussions they're having with their real estate agent are. So here's the here's the other thing. Now there's some that are coming out that I know the agents are being very smart and educating their sellers on, on how to market the home and what they should list at. And they, they see the same thing in the market. And then there's uh, certain sellers. Here's another perfect example. So in the last, I think last week, I I'm sure there's a few others, but I've saw, I've seen three properties um, actually four properties that did not get offers on offer date. And they all relisted at 50,000 to $125,000 higher. Mm-hmm. because that's what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, and, and now they're sitting and now no one, no one's seeing them. And now they're screwed because with all the other ones coming out, they're probably going to have to take their house on the market. It, Cause I guess for whatever of, reason, they, they needed that number. I don't know. The, the funny thing is that shows you the artificially low price point that some of these agents are using, right? When they're coming back, right. relisting at a hundred, 125, like, come on, why not just, listed at 75 more than you would have originally. Um, yeah. You know, more realistic, more market. Yeah. But I, um, there was, I have a client that in, uh, a, uh, sorry, a client that was referred to me. Uh, it was a, a sale in Beacon Hill, all Beacon mm-hmm. Hill boys here on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Bungalow, the, as it was being listed, the realtor was having, a, was having to go back ages to find comparables because there wasn't any in Beacon Hill that had been listed anytime recently. Uh, so it was hard to find a price point, you know, no product on the market in Beacon Hill. Lo and behold, lists it a week and a half ago. The day they list four other properties come on the market same week. And there hadn't been any on the market in Beacon Hill mm-hmm. in like six months, eight months, mm-hmm. uh, kind of goes to show what you're talking about. Um, they had four showings on the property. It did sell, but they only had four showings, uh, or eight showings, sorry, eight showings where typically they would have had 30, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, and then my, my, uh, you know, my sister in Limoges comparable exact same model homes, end unit row, a street behind sold for five seventy a week uh, a month and a bit ago. She she got five oh six for hers uh, simply because you know they were very happy with it. Um, you know they they've been there six years and their price over doubled, so they're you know very happy. But um, goes to show you you know what we've been talking about of that gradual shift in showings of product coming mm-hmm. on and and all that. It, it it does have a reflection and and I think it's important for the realtors out there listening that you know you need to have those conversations with your listing clients that you're not, you know, this isn't two weeks ago. This isn't three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, what your friend got a month ago or two months ago is not what you're going to get right now. Um, yeah. Know. And, uh, I mean, and the, the beacon Hill, you're talking about the ones that just came out like Glenfern and then blue Jay, they all just came out that, that one on the yeah. corner on Glenfern and Ogilvy, uh, that got 200 over which is outlandish considering the location. I couldn't believe it. And I, I actually sold that house in 2013 uh, before they did okay. any renovations and everything. But um, yeah, man, I think, I think right now, if you are a buyer that's been waiting, like your time 
your time is, has arrived. Mm. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more to see soon. And I'm noticing on listings when I'm booking showings, cause I always look to see how many other, other showings there are. So I, I can kind of gauge what I think is going to happen with offers. And on some of these, I'm booking showings and there's no one else. There's no other showings. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I I don't know if this, if the new lockdown or or whatever's going on has a little bit to do with it, or if it's just solely because there's so much new inventory coming out that every buyer is really taking the time. And they're like, well, I don't need to go see that one because this one's the one that I want, you know, and then maybe they'll go back to it later, but way less showings on listings. I'm noticing it anyways. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if the, uh, you know, we had a big buildup of buyers and I just wonder if, you know, we've been talking for the last few weeks about people kind of stepping away from the market and this and that. So I think it's a combination of people being discouraged to buy, uh, kind of taking a step back and then more people wanting to, to get on the, uh, the listing train. I mean, it's typical. I'm sure if we looked at charts that this time of year, the, the number of listings typically skyrockets, right. Or goes up, you know, Mm -hmm. doubles, um, so, I mean, it, it might be a perfect storm for calming the market in the sense that, you know, there's more listings coming out and some buyers have taken a step back. So it'll at least give it a, a week or two to kind of balance. Uh, and then hopefully there'll be sufficient inventory for the amount of buyers that are in the market. And that should help us come to kind of an even keel. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's going to happen way quicker than we anticipated. Cause I remember David, you were talking a few weeks ago about the, you know, what it would take to create a, a true balanced market. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and I, it's, I'm just with what I'm seeing, like that could happen way, way sooner than I, I thought, but mm-hmm. I mean, we won't know again, we won't know until we see, you know, what the next month brings next month or so. But right now I've, uh, like I got buyers that I've been working with and they're just like, Holy cow. Like we got so many that we can see now. Yeah. And it's great. Like right, we're going to be able to negotiate again soon, it, soon. Well, we'll see. Right. Because all those, all those thousands of people that have been waiting in the wings shopping, but not able to find something or people that have taken a step from the market, it'll be interesting with all this new product of whether those thousands of people or tens of thousands of people say, okay, well now we can come out of, uh, come out of hiding and and then we get, you know, and and maybe in three weeks, we're right back to where we were. Who knows? I mean, kind of, it's a, it's a really, it's a week by week fluctuation. (laughs) It is. It is. Jeff, uh, it is. Jeff, Jeff Rockburn just commented, who's uh, who's an ACE uh, home inspector here in the city. He says home inspections mm-hmm. are being waived, which is a very risky thing to do. And that's been uh, that's been the yeah, norm been... for for some time, which is uh, you know. And that yeah, I would Jeff, I would advise bringing an inspector with you, if even if you're not and, doing an inspection. <laughs> and Jeff knows Jeff's uh, Jeff's one of my guys, and I haven't seen Jeff. I think the last time I saw Jeff, he did a, a wet inspection on a fireplace for me because I just haven't needed them yeah. to do anything. It's, it's brutal, man. Mm. Yeah. You know, I can't wait till we can do inspections again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's surprising because I think I've, I've spoken to to Jeff before and, uh, and he mentioned that the, you know, you think that the volumes and transact like number of deals that he's working on or other inspectors are working on are through the roof, but it's actually the contrary with all the volume that a lot of them aren't, uh, cause so many people are just waiving inspections, like he said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they're actually not having to do anything, which is surprising. Cause you think that people would at least do a pre-inspection. Um, yeah. Hmm. You know, before bring, that bring, offer, an, you can, bring an inspector on, uh, on your first, you know, when you're going to look at the home, bring an inspector with you. We, we need to get, we need to get Jeff on. We need to yeah, get Jeff on yeah. one of these weeks, get, uh, get his take on all this as well. What he sees, what he want to caution clients. Um, 
The other thing that I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we hear more, more often than you would think is clients coming to David and I, um, maybe I shouldn't speak for David, but I know we've talked about this before asking us if they can go in with no conditional financing. Like I I have so many clients asking me that. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the issue that I have is that it's their realtor that's asking them to ask us. Like the realtor mm-hmm. should know that we cannot advise clients ever right. to go in without a condition for financing. You know, that's a, a personal decision that clients have to make based on their own personal finances. I mean, we're here to advise you on, on what your buying power is and, and what kind of your ceiling limit would be based on income and debts and things like that. But I mean, we can't, especially given today's market, like we can't tell you, yes, you know what? You're, you're ironclad. You don't have to put any conditions on your financing. Like we, we just can't do that. Cause we're, so, we're not disclosed. They, they can bid what they're putting, you know, they're asking us at, but then they're, you know, the place is at 500. They're putting an offer at of, you know, 650. Your numbers work. That doesn't mean the house is valued at that or, and you're getting, you know, that the people have to come up with that, uh, you know, part of fine mortgages are not just your debt to income, but it's also house specific. What's the condition of that house? What's the value of that house? Can it hit appraised? Can it be appraised at that? So those are things on the finance side that we can't give you absolute certainty. You need to take, you know, that you, you as the buyer have, has to take that into your own hands. We can say your numbers work, but, but we can't tell you that, the house is going to be valued or hit appraisal at what you're paying for it. Um, we can't tell you, you know, we can look at photos of a property, but you know, maybe something's in the purchase agreement that identifies that there's UFFI or asbestos or some other thing that's added in there, aluminum wiring, anything like that, where this is going to be a trigger for the bank and they're not going to want to finance on it. They won't finance on a property that specifies there's asbestos, that there's UFFI you'd have to have that remediated before closing. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the sellers aren't always willing to do that or take that on. And that's not your numbers and ratios can work, but that doesn't guarantee you that you're going to get a mortgage on that property. Um, and I think there's a big misconception on that, that just because you can qualify doesn't mean that a bank is going to finance that property. Um, and I think sellers need to be understanding as well. I mean, obviously if there's an offer with no condition for financing and then there's one with a condition for financing, um, you know, as a seller, you just want the path of least resistance. However, I would say with, you know, based on everything Greg has said and that we're talking about, I would imagine that the first condition that's going to be sliding back in there is, is financing and inspection. I mean, those are the, uh, the two that should be in there every time. Right. I have, I have an interesting uh, point on that. There's been, um, heard of three deals, well, two, yeah, one was mine actually about a year ago. And then two others recently where the, uh, seller took the, the, the offer with the financing condition cause it was higher and every time it fell through mm-hmm. and then they had to go back on the market and, and then they ended up getting a lesser price with no, you know, and then everything closed. So it's like, it's when you hear stories like that too, it's like, you should have a financing condition 100%. But then in this market, it's everyone that like, I've heard so many times that the ones that had the financing condition didn't, didn't pan out anyways, for one reason or another, mm-hmm. like that's pretty wild. Um, my, yeah. my, my conversation with clients whenever, and this is for any mortgage broker listening or any, any realtor, but, um, anytime a client asks me if they can go in without a condition of financing, you know, exactly as Paul said, it's the same, you know, verbiage of, you know, that's up to you, your, your income debt ratios work, but 
you know, you need to be cognizant that if the house doesn't appraise or the condition or this or that comes back, you're going to have to make up that difference or repairs are going to have to be made mm-hmm. prior to closing. Um, and so I put it back, actually, a lot of times I put it back on the realtor of, you know, check with your realtor that there are comparables to support the price that you're, that you're paying because there's going to be an appraisal that's going to be triggered. It's being triggered on almost every purchase right now. Um, and there's a reason why appraisals are about two weeks behind. So quick closes aren't happening. <laughs> those, those three week quick closes just can't happen because it's about a two week turnaround for appraisers, uh, to appraise properties, but, uh, but put it back on them. You know, we can't t- advise you to go in without a condition of financing because we don't know what the comparables are for that property either. We can't tell you that it's going to finance. Paul had one yesterday that came back where it, it was 50 grand light. Luckily, um, you know, we're getting it another, another appraisal done on it to, to see if we can't, you know, hit that value. But, um, but you know, in that, and in that case, the person has a slush fund that they're able to make up that difference, but people going in with only 5%, 10% available, um, and don't have access to extra capital. If you don't hit that appraisal, you know, you're kind of a, a lame duck. Um, mm-hmm. and that's especially if you have no conditions in there, you just, you, you yeah. have to, you have to, you know, bridge that gap. Make mm-hmm. up that uh, delta, as Greg loves the word. Throw yeah. it in there. <laughs> uh, something else that I saw this week, just to uh, change gears a bit. Uh, I was reading a headline regarding the uh, first-time homebuyer incentive, which was a, a program that we talked about a long time ago. Uh, it came out in 2019, proposed by uh, CMHC. And for anyone who doesn't understand what the first-time homebuyer incentive is, it's basically an equity share program that the that the government created. So essentially, if you had 5% of your own money to, to put down, they would match that 5%. However, whenever you sell or, or refinance the property, you mm-hmm. have to give them back 5% of the equity, not the 5% you borrowed. So you know, in the last few years, uh, they're doing pretty well on their return of that 5%, I would imagine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's what was amazing out of it is that they had allotted, I think, a billion dollars for this program. Uh, and only, I think, 17% of it has been used, 100 170 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the 1.2 billion allotted, uh, and I think the biggest thing with that, and we talked about this when it first came out, is the qualifications for it. Like to qualify for it, you have to have less than 120 thousand as a household income. Um, you cannot buy a home more than four times your household income, uh, and uh, there's a few other things in there. But the, the restrictions, it's you know, one out of maybe 25 people would even qualify for it if they wanted to. Yeah. It's, I mean, the max you can buy if you're exactly 120,000 as a household income is 480,000 is the most you can, the most you can get as a loan amount. Um, and the average home price is over 700,000. You know, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. And the, and then with, and then combining that 5% that CMHC is providing, you cannot exceed 20%. So the most you can put is 14.99%, get 5% from CMHC for 19.99. So you're, you know, you can't, you can't even buy the average house, average house price in Ottawa. Um, because it's just not physically po- <laughs> you know, possible from a number standpoint. It's such a useless program. Um, again, it came out three years ago, definitely a headline grabber by the, uh, by the ministry of finance trying to say they were helping homeowners and first time home buyers. And it's just clearly not helping, not, not doing anything. So we pulled the veil. Of, we pulled the veil headline grabbers. As soon as it came out, as soon as it came out, we pulled the veil. So it'll yeah. be interesting. Next week, next Friday is the first 
um, first budget that the Canadian government's put out in two years. So it'll be interesting to see, and that's when these changes to mortgages mm. and things like that come out. And so it'll be interesting to see right now that new stress test we talked about last week is not guaranteed. It's pretty well is they're basically, you know, putting it out there to let you know it's coming. Uh, but that'll be formally, you know, whether it is a go ahead or not is going to be announced next Friday, as well as any other changes. I've heard rumors of nationwide getting rid of the blind offers on, uh, on purchasing, uh, which would be interesting. I know we've talked about that before and, and I know it's case, like city by city or, or board by board mm -hmm. that makes that decision. But I've heard rumblings that that might be across as well as maybe difference in capital gains and all this nonsense. But so it'll be interesting to see next Friday, what, uh, what changes come about there. But, um, speaking to CMHC though, I had a funny interaction with CMHC yesterday, uh, client purchasing a home, their father-in-law, uh, is providing the down payment. Um, it's, you know, 160,000 down payment. The father-in-law didn't, he's not gifting it. He's loaning it in the sense that it's a non, no interest, no payment. But when they, if they go and refinance or sell the home, basically he wasn't comfortable signing a gift letter, which is typically what the bank looks for is a gift letter, uh, or that it came from savings. In this case, father-in-law didn't feel comfortable signing a gift letter, which is completely fine. And, and I get it. And I've had that happen before. Uh, so we disclosed to CMHC provided the letter, a letter from him stating it's zero interest, zero payments, et cetera, full disclosure to CMHC. They came back and asked, well, what are they going to do if they can't repay that 160,000? I said, well, they're putting in the equity, like it's the down payment on the home. They also have 400,000 in other property in equity, and they have 200,000 or other rental in equity. And also we're talking about your, are you reading your own headlines that the market is going to crash by 30%? Because that's what you're needing it to do is crash on this house by 40% in order for them not to even be able to repay this like zero interest, zero payment right. loan. Like, are you like underwriting so it? They're viewing it as almost headlines like a... that have not come to fruition. Um, it's like, I just laughed at them. I'm like, you're just out to lunch. If they, if they sell or refinance on the road, they will repay just, they will repay a portion of it and have plenty of equity or like their house would have to just plummet in value in order for that not to be able to happen. That's crazy. I, I thought it was comical. So are they uh, seeing it as like a second mortgage, essentially? They just don't want to... I mean, like it's not registered. Like a, on, no, because it's not no, registered on no, title. I know, but I mean, that's, it's, uh, uh, that's it was the only just full disclosure that they're not. Yeah, that they're not signing a gift. They don't. They're not comfortable signing a gift letter because it's not a true gift, mm -hmm. uh, which I which I do get. Um, but but the, basically, they're asking, well, what if the market crashes and it had Thanks, to, concerns. or what if the price comes? What if they can't repay that? The, it, the math worked out, works out to I think it's thirty five percent that the that the value would have to come down to not be able to repay a dollar of it. It's like well, and it's got, the bubble. It's 600 grand in other equity. Like, just <laughs> unbelievable. But, uh, CMHC and headline uh, headlines. Click yeah. me headline company. <laughs> the, the CMHC headline company. That's, is that the new name? <laughs> oh, man. That's a good, yeah. that's a good tag. That's a good tag. What um, a week, though. What that, a week. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what, Paul? I wanted to, uh, you know, just back on, on my post the other day, you know, thanking everybody for watching us and tuning in our new listeners and, and whatnot. Can you, can you share some of the stats um, that we've had in the last oh, week? Yes. In the last Actually, little bit? I should be able to share screen. So let me just, uh, let me pull it up. Cause right that here. was, uh, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting told by producer Steve not to share a screen. <laughs> <laughs> the show might collapse. You got the numbers there, Paul? Yeah. Well, they have a... Uh... Sorry for throwing a curveball your way. I just uh, I just yeah, thought about it, man. And, and I like... Uh... That's okay. I, like I did. I did send a photo. Uh, pretty crazy. I did send a photo <clears throat> this this, uh, this morning, Stephen. Just a screenshot. But basically, long story short, um, yeah. I mean, last you know March, we basically uh, had a two hundred percent increase in listeners, which is you know amazing. And thank everyone. Um, so in March, we had uh, you know we we laughed because I posted a photo. I think it was december maybe or january and it, and i remember saying oh we had 40 downloads and people kind of you know sent me dms kind of laughing being like that's uh, funny that you you know you're you're tracking that you think you know 40 for like just kind of laughing at the fact that, that that was like a thing you know um and then in december we had 67 downloads uh january 90 uh, february 240 uh march 435 so doubled basically. And then this 16 month, countries, 16, 16 countries, 16 countries and 16 countries. And then this month we're uh, just shy of 400 halfway through the month. So, Sick. you know, all that, all that to say that we are, uh, we're very grateful for, for everyone who tunes in and, um, you know, the, it, we want to keep the content rich. So if, uh, if there's something you do want to hear or, or talk about or any headlines that, that you see during the week, just fire them over to us and, uh, you know, we'll slide them in. We'll slide them in. Absolutely. We need to do another episode where we answer questions. We need to do that. That again, yes. that was really fun. And uh, I think we should maybe even do that next, next show. Please post, post any questions on our YouTube channel, on Facebook, on our Facebook page, any questions you might have with regards to mortgages, real estate, Greg's amazing hair, whatever, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I you know, and, uh, I certainly yeah, have hair envy, a, a fresh shave and uh, you know, ask us any questions. We'll, uh, we'll be happy to address them. You know, we've done a Q and a episode in the past. We'd be happy to do another one. So please fire away. Well, yeah, gentlemen, should we, uh, should we get in the Yes. Let's do it. So I have to say, uh, to bone, my brother, uh, was, he did end up sending them. Um, but I, I kind of picked out a few that, uh, I had to pick out a few. My dad sent me a list of jokes a while ago. So I'm going to actually cue off that this week. So I have four for you. Uh, The first is, what did the big flower say to the little flower? Hi, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's good. Number, Number two. I couldn't figure out why the baseball kept getting bigger. Then it hit me. <laughs> Number three. Why don't koalas count as bears? They don't have the right qualifications. Oh wow! <laughs> and then those, lastly, those are actually pretty good. Oh, sorry. I, oh, I got one more. I got one more. Um, how do you look for Will Smith in the snow? You just follow the Fresh Prince. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that might be four for four this week. Yeah. And was that's that a split? The, the, I feel like the first two were a bill and the last no, all two were four, all four, all four, all four bill. Yeah. Bill comes with, bill comes with straight fire. Straight with the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Stay here, right? <laughs> Those are um, killer. Yeah. So uh, again, we'll just reiterate because I know uh, we're kind of all over the place now. And if anyone just is just tuning in, they're probably confused as to when shows are released, what the hell's happening. So 
Every Friday, we record live here on Facebook. This is episode 30. We're going to be here next Friday, 10 a.m. Uh, and then the show itself, we release on uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel, Spotify, uh, iTunes, basically every, every streaming platform. Uh, you can just search the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on there, even if it's just the podcast. And, and if possible, anyone who is a, an avid listener, if you're able to uh, give us a review, that actually, believe it or not, goes a long way as far as um, getting uh, getting in front of more people and, and being able to educate mm-hmm. uh, more people in the city on, on what's happening in the real estate market. So uh, YouTube, you know, even on the, the, um, even on the podcast platforms, uh, just leaving a quick review, uh, four or five stars, five preferably. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just thank you very much again, uh, as Greg said, for listening, for supporting us. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> Have a good week, gentlemen. Remarks, gentlemen, going into the weekend. I got nothing. I'm just going to work my way through this. It's going to be, uh, I can't wait to report back next Friday because I it know is. this week's yeah, going to just be as be very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to this week more than any week this year, because I think it's going to change even more. Yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be about triple the amount of listings coming out. Like I'm wow. starting to drive around and I'm actually seeing for sale signs again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Holy shit. There's one here. Holy shit. There's one here. <laughs> Almost like a real estate market. We got options. <laughs> Sounds like a real estate market. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. We, we release on Tuesday and then uh, all week we just hear uh, updates from back and forth of what's happening and, and what's hot. So it's it's definitely a fast moving market. And uh, we'll be here next week telling you what uh, where it's at, what speed we're going. You know? Yeah. Hit, cru- hit cruise control. Put us on and drift away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Enjoy right. the weekend. Steven, thanks for your uh, production skills and uh, listeners. We'll see you next week. The deduces. Later. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.